this is uh this is how we start podcasts now it's just uh, everyone is eager to start and then two dickheads start rolling cigarettes <laughs> there's is only it, one dickhead. is there gonna be like an official intro uh, ready ready cool let's do this <sighs> radio voice yo guys it's already dumb i feel like i'm acting i'm just excited because he's here uh yo okay here we go welcome back guys xyz podcast you're listening to me <laughs> the special guest who i will tell you about right now is staring at me um uh, hey shut this is not part of the program. <laughs> Restart. Here we go. I'm going <laughs> to... I want to make it perfect. I want to make this perfect. Oh, my God. It's like you're losing this your virginity. I'm, I'm just... This is I'm good. excited because I, I have a crush <laughs> on this guy. Okay. Yo, guys. Welcome back. This is the... Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we it. failed the intro about three times, but here here comes the proper one right now. Hi guys, welcome back to the XYZ podcast. Thank you. Dean. I'm your main man, Dean Ira. What's up? I'm here with Christian Breaker. Good day, good day. Hey dude, good day, good day. As usual, and Mr. Harry Fox. Hello, everybody. Hi. Um, I'm particularly excited about this episode. Let me give some context real quick. We're here tonight at the Kentucky Bar. We're upstairs. Uh, Kentucky Bar is like a Swiss weed place. They sell legal weed, um, which is just CBD. There's zero THC in it. So every time we do a gig here, which we do all the time, people laugh way too loudly and just you know appreciate all our jokes, which makes us feel good. But at the end of the day, we know that they're high as fuck. <laughs> like Harry bombs all the time, but here he does always. He always does well. <laughs> I love this place. <laughs> Um, and it's like a, a regular spot and we, yeah, we love coming here. Um, and I'm a little bit nervous as well because one of the, you know, special people in my life are a special guest tonight. Um, I'm just going to, you know, procrastinate a bit until he's ready to talk. Don't worry, dude. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like a giddy girl at like a high school makeout <laughs> session. I don't know why, but okay. I'm just going to get straight to it tonight. We have a very special friend of mine. Um, one of the OGs, the staple, the the backbone of this comedy community, someone who's given us a lot of uh, opportunity in this world, has changed our lives a lot. Uh, I'm sucking someone's dick right now, and here he is tonight. I, oh my god! Sorry, Christian. <laughs> Christian, leave me be. I'm being uh, a giddy girl. Uh, tonight we have a special person, and you probably all know him. His name is Ahmed Bilge. Hello. Two minutes, ten seconds. Two minutes just to intro that. First of all, that's one of the best intros I've ever heard in my life. That was. Did you? Did you wipe off the cum stains? Like definitely. I'm so hard right now, dude. Let them dry and then peel it off. And just frame that. You feel like a little girl. I feel like a little boy. Let's have some little kid sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. This is going to be that this type of episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah. Hey, I'm just going with the groove. Oh, God. Not, <laughs> Harry's, not Harry's groove, please. Uh, yeah, for once, Dean, you're setting the tone. And yes, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Bring the tone. I know, to to what kind of abyss you have led us. Like, 
you know, in the past I've set the tone and it's like, it goes up and down because I'm an exciting kind of chaotic person. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. tonight, hell. Tonight I'm especially connected because this person, I mean, we've become really it's great me. friends. It's you, dude. Yeah. And I've enjoyed. Thank you. Stop we've, touching we've, each other. We've had a lot of adventure and I've loved have. every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. Thank yeah. you. I, actually, I shouldn't leave this episode because I'm so like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, is, this will make it even more exciting, Dean, though. Exactly. Um, Dean, uh, Harry I've and never I, seen him. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, geez, it's incredible. It's like you're yeah. motivated for once. Um, oh, <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Who's been editing all the previous episodes? Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> Fair play. So um, I just want to say, guys, thank you very much for having me on the XYZ. Thank you for coming. Z or Z? You went Z. I go Z because I'm an actual uh, an educated man. Uh, Harry is like <laughs> obsessed with Zed. Zed. That's English. 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 Yeah, and I British say English. Z. Z. How would you say it, dude? How would Z. you say it? Z. Z. I'm a Z. I'm yeah. a Christian. Yeah, um, question. The African animal, the one with the stripes. Yes. Let's go around oh. the table. Harry, the, how would you call that animal? A zebra. Oh. Christian? Zebra. Zebra? Zebra. This is the ironic thing because I would say zebra too. Oh, and he's wow. a he's an OG. Wait, like is this is this like Africa. a tomato tomato kind of conversation? It's, it's, it's not even ironic. It's consistent actually. Yeah, you do the Z. Yeah, Zed. No, I don't. I always go X Y Z. X Y Z. That. But that I hang out with too many Americans. Mm. Miriam being one of them from the previous episode. Yeah. No yeah. names. <laughs> no, but I mean, she was a guest. She's fine. She yeah. was a guest. We're gonna reference yeah. you in the future as well. Wow, I didn't know about that going into this. Yeah, you should have signed the contract. It's a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick one round the table though. Um, be, before before we drill into this one, so uh, you just mentioned that we are at Kantiki. We are in in a very weird attic with like um, the most wild decor around yeah. us, just like old old stools. This is basically. like a storage room on a pirate ship. You yeah, know? like there's, yeah. A, there's, there's a a fucking weird carpet. shit everywhere. There is a carpet there. That and you I did probably bring that. sold yes. them. <laughs> so, uh, quick round uh, uh, around the table. First gig in Zurich, which location? Wait, what are we talking about? First stand-up gig. Ever. Ever in Zurich. Quick round. Which, yeah, yes. quick round. Quick, quick fire round. Come on. Okay. Uh, me, yeah, you um, first. Did. Mascot. Your first gig ever? Yeah. In Zurich? At Mascot. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. That's it was a guy's show. fucking good yeah. location. Yeah, it was in front of 100 people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Well that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Dean? Uh, oh, yeah. The first gig I ever had was Bill Gitt and Guy. I'm going to say his name. Fuck that guy. I'm putting yeah. it out publicly. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss it. No, we won't. We'll, I'll give you context later. Anyway. Yeah, the first show was at the Oliver Twist pub. Was that Oliver Twist? The first time I ever did stand-up. Yeah. Um, I did two jokes, and I offended three Swiss people. And then bombed really fucking hard and just oh, ran off the stage. The as numbers quick as haven't possible. changed. <laughs> 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 Great that you've been consistent. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, another person who bombs all the time. Harry, what about you, dude? Harry <laughs> Fox, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> bombing expert. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I'm at home here. This is where it all began for me. And actually, uh, you know, let's make this. Let's play the violins. Sure. I have this man to thank for me getting into comedy. I went to the ass, the American stand-up show at Stavzex. We got talking after I was in a dark, miserable place. And then... And I picked up again, on that. Yeah, N- nothing else. <laughs> he, he picked up on that. He's like, this is com- raw comedy <laughs> misery, right? <laughs> and he's like, hey, dude, what's your name? And I'm like, my name's Harry Fuchs. But you know, it's funny. It's a bit like Fuchs. And he goes, that is how you start your oh comedy God, career. You're right. And it's, I remember and then, that. And really, he gr- like, you, co- you guys call me a groomer. This is the master groomer. He groomed that me into... That was interesting. I too, but, I, but I remember that day seeing Harry. And I'm like, if... 
I don't talk to this guy. He's going to kill many people and himself. I just had the feeling. It's just, like, it, it just bringing out the AR-15 yes. in 10 this minutes. This is how comedy that's saves lives. Exactly. Not like yeah. you think. Exactly. It was going out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> we didn't have massacre since 1995. Exactly. <laughs> that is the next or one. A, bla- a blaze of glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> a glaze of... <laughs> glaze. Glaze. Oh, a glazed glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I <laughs> did I did my first gig at one of your shows too, Ahmed. Uh, I yes. d- I did uh, Bar Rossi. Oh my god! Back, back in the day, and oh um, the only thing that saved me over the finish line, I had a really stupid joke about airplanes that went way too long. And the only thing like that kind of there five. was two ladies from Lufthansa, <laughs> two ladies from Lufthansa, yeah. and that kind of saved that gig that I felt <laughs> compelled enough to come back and try it but again. This is. This is so funny because all of you, all of your first gigs, none of them is like a boring night. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. all in a weird way. Because that night as well, the Barossi night, that was one of the, that was like a weird night where I remember losing it that night. Yeah. <laughs> like losing it with the crowd and getting angry and like going, this is how like juvenile and like how angry I was because when I'm, when I'm angry, I can't be funny anymore. <laughs> there was a guy in the audience that just wouldn't stop like heckling and interrupting me the whole time. And I was like yes. sick or something, right? I was sick or something. I already wasn't feeling. And I just tried to put him down a couple of times. And then I remember going, his name was Sandy. Okay. And I was like, yes, Sandy girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's how God, angry dude. I was. <laughs> I, uh, and ironically, in Turkish, Bilge, my, my name that I use in Turkey, actually, it's a girl's name. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. That's Mainly a girl's name. So it, means, it means old wise woman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am not shitting you. So it's like, it's like Gertrude in Swiss or something. Kind of like an elderly, but it means the, the meaning is elderly You're like a wise Karen person. Karen of Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Karen. Exactly. is not shaved properly. Oh, my God. He's such an Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Actually, do you prefer do you prefer Ahmed or Ahmed or which which? Yeah, but, uh, I just don't like Ahmed oh, because okay. I uh, feel like that's a different world. That's the Arabs world, which like <laughs> whatever, A-Rab. it's fine. <laughs> Arabs, them goddamn. You know, you know, you know what's funny, dude? When I first met you and you told me your name, I, like I first met you, I saved your name under Ahmed. Silence. I kill you. <laughs> what? Which is a reference to a comic that he had like a puppet. Who Jeff was Dunham. A, Jeff Dunham. Yeah. He yeah. Had a, uh, he's a, a ventriloquist. He's, a, um, he's the one ventriloquist comedian who really who made, it, made it. Who actually yeah. really made it. <laughs> He bought a Lamborghini, but well, one of his one of his puppets is a skeleton suicide bomber, and the yeah. name is Ahmed, Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. actually yeah, Silence I Kill. Which is still to Nina this Conti day. is the other one. Nina Conti. Nina Conti. She's the other ventriloquist that's actually funny. There's a guy called. Uh, there's an act called Otto and George. Okay. Yeah. So the guy's called Otto Peterson, and then the, the the doll is George. But he's the most like he's dead right now. He's a New York comedian ventriloquist. Um, but he was fucking brutal. He would like say the most racist shit and like just be incredibly aggressive with the crowd too. <laughs> and with always the, the puppet. Like. Yeah. The puppet would be that, that person. So Otto himself, he'd always be like, uh, come on, George, don't, don't say that. And then George is like, oh, you fucking wetback specks over there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking you Puerto Rican, whatever. And just fucking like saying every single word you can think about. Every oh letter word, he fucking said everything. But it was also hilarious in like a very, you have to see it. That's the only way. 
I thought the the other bit of ventriloquism I like weirdly enough is Norm Macdonald. There's some radio shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. Him. <laughs> which which is the weirdest thing though. How does radio and ventriloquism work? <laughs> like exactly. it's he's like, on a phone. It's something that you have to experience <laughs> live. That's so funny. And he's got this like he's got this angry Jew puppet. Like no, uh, anti-Semitic puppet that's yeah. the old man and it's like crazy shit but oh anyway. my god that's, that's so funny, funny what you said though that like on the radio somebody has to go uh now the the wooden mouth is moving <laughs> <laughs> the little you get like stage direction <laughs> <laughs> now the doll is he's moving put, he's putting the hand in the ass of the puppet <laughs> <laughs> oh those ventriloquists it's just creepy it's so creepy. i don't know why people I do wa- it i watched jeff dunham in um in zurich at uh live Wow! Yeah. Really? What? What? Uh, in Holland Stadion. Wow! Jeff Dunham, because of that fucking, it was the height a of a guy with puppets. In a the guy Holland with puppets. In wow! So okay, for for the listeners abroad, um, thanks for listening. First off, um, we have one venue in Switzerland that people mm. want to play. That's Holland Stadion. It's basically yeah. our version of the MCG for people in Melbourne. It's and like ten thousand uh, almost. Is it? Five or ten? Yeah, I know the half of it is like three point five. It depends on the config. If you yeah. play ice hockey or like, did you full, do the whole thing. I think he didn't do the whole thing, but he was at seven and a half thousand, I guess. Yeah, wow. So it was big, and um, I remember going there, and he got famous through the stupid um, video yeah. clips on YouTube, blah blah blah. So he basically he was one of the first comics to build a career of YouTube. So it was right at the time when um, Russell Russell, uh, what's his Friend? face? No, uh, Peters, Russell Peters, oh, Russell Peters. Peters. kicked off. Um, so people got YouTube famous. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, he, he was able to do fucking stick figure stupid jokes in Zurich based on a YouTube clip. That's, right. that's you, know still what the, you know what I've heard is from other comedians is what, I, what I've heard is that Jeff Dunham is actually, they're like, he's actually funny. He's actually the best With, guy in that field. Without the puppets even. Oh. I mean, probably. I heard this story about Jeff Dunham, okay? That he's at, you know, doing like a comedy club somewhere, headlining, you know, where you get a set pain. And then, and then he goes, like the puppet goes, okay, everybody, we're going to play a little game now. I'm going to start at the beginning. Everybody's going to num- like, uh, number themselves. So like the first guy goes one, the ne- person next to him two, three, four, five. It goes all the way to the end of the room and it's like 152, 153. And then the puppet just goes, Fuck, I want my fucking bonus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. All right, Dean, let's get some formalities into this podcast. Sure, uh, I'm loving this the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, let's give some context, dude. Like, uh, I don't think we ever do a proper introduction. Okay, go ahead. Bill, what? What, Harry? What? Oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. Go can ahead. I, can Jesus I, um, Christ. Can I do this? I want formalities. I get We're very stressed. We're doing formality right now. You don't understand I'm a control freak. I yeah, need. you are. Power bottom is the word we've yeah. described. <laughs> <it. laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool, dude. Context. So, Bill Gates runs, um, you know, a bunch Ahmed. of open mics. I call you Bill Gates. Sorry. <laughs> for the public. For people who don't know yes. what his dick looks like. Ahmed Bill Gates comedy is what you're talking about. Ahmed Bill Gates comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I was Bill Gates. Fuck you, dude. I love you. Uh, you've you've come to Zurich and you've kind of created the scene. You've you've run a bunch of open mics. You've done uh, the American Stand Up Show, which we'll all plug in a bit. Um, so yeah, you've created the vibe, and we've all been a part of that. Um, I guess in that context, dude. So like, first of all, let me say something. Thank you very much. Of course, but. This community would not exist without. I mean, this is getting really corny. Uh, can we stop? I know. No, yes. Let me do this. But Let me do this. Since he's got. I mean, I can't I'm go against the dick sucking. 
<laughs> That's Harry sucking it's somebody's dick. <laughs> Look, it's great. It's, it's been growing. <laughs> it's Christian D. Everybody throat. likes it. Yeah. You're cute as hell. Thank Go you ahead. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the context is like you're that guy for all of us in the scene here. And this is why we're so glad to have you here. Thank you. Um, totally agreed. So, okay. Yeah. Formality wise, let's do some plugs. Let's do some mail. Uh, so, let's start with what you do here. How Maybe even the question. We can even do this question. How did you start and what shows do you run? Uh, tell us about that. I mean, I started. Uh, I don't know. They're looking at each other. Cause Dean, get some focus no, here, man. I, this is focused. <laughs> okay. I have a notebook plugs, here plugs. of all the books. All Let, the let's do. That let's I have. do plugs right, and then right. and get into the story. I don't have to follow your format because I'm leading now, right, right. Mr. <laughs> fucking Power Bottom <laughs> dominating. <laughs> I'm a Power this. Bottom. I know, I know who exactly, runs the shit? I know, this I know is exactly. this is what happens when you give millennials control. I do this in an exciting way that people are not used to. Instead of hearing your um, going, I want to quit okay. this podcast right now. <laughs> okay. Dean, you have the lead. Go ahead. Cool. Dude. Yeah. So, okay. So, for context, um, Mr. Bill Gay, you're, you were the, the backbone of this commu- comic scene. Um, and that's why we have you here. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, this is my lead in, my segue, Mr. Fucking Harry, yeah, Mr. Okay. Mr. Formality. This is my segue into the plugs that he's going to do in a bit. Uh, t- telling us about the shows that he runs and the open mics that we do and all of that stuff. Bill, get go for it, dude. Thank you very much, Dean. Uh, I'll be performing at the uh, at the Dunkin' Donuts inside uh, Zurich Hauptbahnhof. <laughs> oh, that's, that's this Friday. That's they don't know yet, <laughs> but um, there's a toilet behind. I think they're nice. Yeah. They'll there's like toilet, it. There's a public toilet behind yes. the Hauptbahnhof. We'll be yes, in there. Exactly. Shooting just up heroin. Look, mm. I'm just gonna go over and tell them and sell them the idea. Look, I bring the people here. You sell the donuts. I do the comedy. You <laughs> understand how this works together? They're gonna. And be then like, Harry yeah. puts a dick in a donut later on. Because exactly that's that is I the want, main plan I want of everything. Donuts flung on my dick, like. We're gonna oh, what like do you mean, like that game? Like, yeah, like, like you're at the carnival? <laughs> <laughs> the horseshoe <laughs> throwing. Come throw, 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 throw some glaze on Harry Fox's dick. <laughs> a glaze of glory. Please, only <laughs> vanilla, because he's your. <laughs> um, you know my shows, man. You guys probably talk about. Sim- I mean, can I? I mean, Pontiki American Stand Up Show, yeah. Ahmed Bilge Comedy, Instagram, Facebook. I'm everywhere. Please, yeah, plug, plug the, and the tags. I yeah, gotta, I got a plug question because you got to You just opened up a new show i think or you got a new which venue. one a new venue somewhere this sunday yeah. resident resident what's what tell us about resident that's new. uh it's a co-working space okay which is i'm finding out is actually not a bad idea for comedy to okay. have a co-working space you have a built-in expat audience generally or just hip young anyway it's a place like that pretty cool separate room has a pool table downstairs what exactly what, what? Nice, <laughs> we nice. pimping comedy i'm okay. on pink Fuck you guys. I'm doing formalities. Dean. Um, the the Kentucky comedy show that we do, you started Tuesday, Thursday. It is literally our favorite venue. We do this almost every week. Uh, 7.30, check on Facebook, Comedy Night Zurich. Almost a little bit too much even. Should like I we're stop, here all dude. the time. Yeah. I feel like I'm an employee here. I want <laughs> yeah. my fucking Come benefits, in. dude. Second home. I, f- I know is, where the drinks it are. It is the warm yeah. bosom of English comedy. In well, Zurich. today, mm. you say, you know, where the, I got my own beer today. There was nobody at the bar. I'm like, I'm just going to do this. This is how familiar <laughs> we are. I'm taking over. But I'm doing all the bartender tricks. Whew, throw the <laughs> bottle in there <laughs> by myself. Break all the bottles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want a ginger shot? No, don't talk about Harry. No, that don't way. Talk. <laughs> he will shoot one union. Yeah, ginger <laughs> shot. That's a, that's a shot only Harry can yeah. give to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool, dude. And then the American stand-up show, which I've been on, which we'll talk about later, because sure. the stories that come out of that are amazing. 
you started this like Bill Gates. Uh, sorry, Ahmed brings international comedians to the city, and we do like a traveling tour: either Zurich, Lucerne, Basel, Zug. Right, those are all of them, right? We yeah, Burn as well. We've had amazing comedians like Daniel Ryan Spaulding, which I've been on. Oh yeah, you were on that, that tour. That's why I'm referencing that. Yeah. One. Yeah. As well as Judah Freelander. Ooh, that was a crazy I know you one. You love that one. Were you there, Harry, for that? I think uh, it was that summer then. That I met you that. Can't remember. Huh? I can't. I really said the name of, like I know Judah Friedlander, but you neither, right, Christian? I don't think so. I wasn't there. You weren't there. I missed it. Yeah. Ah. Who was your favorite in the in that? The all of the international comics that came. Who was your favorite? I mean, don't oh, say. That, oh, I'm yeah. not saying who's what better. Fuck. I'm not saying who's better, Harry. Fuck yeah. you. Okay. Don't be jealous. <laughs> but also, there is like oh, one yeah. name that you can imagine I will immediately say. I would Outside say of him, let's say. Judah. Louis C.K. Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, I mean, he is, there's no really this beating is, him. That's the one guy. Can we talk about that? Hold on, Harry. This yes. Is, this, this explains Bill Gates' gravitas in the scene, which I, I know I'm sucking dick here. Fuck you guys. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I love this guy. Uh, Bill Gates brought... Sorry, Ahmed. <laughs> Ahmed Jeez. brought Louis C.K., to Switzerland during the height of his controversy and we where was the show it was Basel right Basel Congress Center Basel <laughs> it was <laughs> insane there was a yeah <laughs> there was a job search you know conference downstairs and it was literally it was connected to a strip club I think that's how it <laughs> 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 was the first comedy gig I went to that had active demonstrations in front of the yeah, building yeah. Wait, like, can I just say something about the demonstration because that really kind of pissed me off because these, these bunch of demonstrators, and I'm not going to genderify them, but you can guess. And they all wore masks, so you couldn't see who they were. They showed up for like 15 minutes, waiting for the press to take photos, and then they fucked off again. Yes, and the, be and the exactly. best part was, is the Louis C. Craig crowd, you cannot fuck with. Those guys, they were, like, these guys were, <laughs> they were there chanting anti, like, whatever. Antifa. And, and the Louis C.K. fans were just all over it. They were funny as fuck, like, trolling these dudes. Well, this is, mm. this is what was interesting. So I didn't know there was going to be protests. The night before, uh, one of my comedian friends, Paul Salamone, who was just here on the tour recently, he told me he was going to come to the show. He was coming from Berlin to see the, the show. And then he told me, dude, have you seen this? He sent me a link from barricade.ca. So that's a little plug to the <laughs> fucking <laughs> shithole side. But this is for people who like do activism as a job almost, like, but for no money. There's nothing else. But it's literally, it's like my comedy side doesn't have this well, like this good organization where it's like Monday, we're, uh, we're, you know, we're doing something in front of Lufthansa against this for their protest. And then Tuesday, we're going to be in front of Nestle. And then like every day was something. And we were on that. So Paul sent me that link. He's like, Do you, did you see this? So I read through it. And, you know, we were doing two shows. I think one, I can't remember exactly now, but one starting at uh, 7.30 or 7 or something and one starting later at yeah. like 8 or 9. Yeah. And then I was looking there and I was looking at like the guys were meeting in front of Congress Center Basel to, you know, protest the uh, anti-Semitic, he's a quarter Jewish, uh, anti-Semitic and sexist and racist comedian Louis C.K., right? <laughs> and then, but they're like, but we're meeting up at 8.00. 
Like they were too. The first show, too much work. That they is could, fucking. They couldn't yeah. bother with Are reading you fucking the kidding me? And they and they fucked <laughs> off like inside of fifteen <laughs> minutes. They just got the photo shoot. They got the press, and then they left. It's like it's like a, a stand-up comedian that does an open mic and then runs off after three minutes. I might have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great show. I mean, like I laughed. I laughed so much. The the muscles on the back of my head hurt. It was like I've never laughed that much, and his Louis C.K. his presence in the room is just unbelievable. That was in, insane. That was insane that, to see just the comfort of him. Uh, I remembered something from that night yesterday. I was talking about something with my dad, weirdly enough, about being mean to the audience and like how much you can be mean, mm. but you kind of have to still be kind of charming, right? That's the whole trick. But then one thing Louis C.K. did kind of broke that argument in my mind because I always thought you have to be charmingly mean, right? That's kind of the talent of it. At his show, remember, he had this uh, joke about the uh, wheelchair, about seeing a wheelchair in a window as he's passing by right next to like a bus station or something. And he's, he goes like, oh, that doesn't seem like an impulse purchase. Like you're crawling <laughs> around on the go, oh, I could need that. That's the joke. And then somebody, I don't know if you guys remember this, was in the audience who was in a wheelchair oh, no. in the front row. I and I can't remember if Louis started this first, but from what I remember, the person in the wheelchair kind of went like, hey, something like that. She did something like that. Louis turned over to, to her and went like, oh, you're in a wheelchair. It sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole fucking place exploded <laughs> in this guilty as fuck laughter where it's like we shouldn't she is right fucking there <laughs> there's 2,000 people laughing at her like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even like it's 50 people in a comedy club <laughs> thousands of people laughing at it sucks doesn't it and then what was also great that was we had this weird bit where he asked someone in the crowd to tell a, a, a story and uh, Michaela he picked uh, out Michaela Casanova another uh, of our comedian friends yeah. and yeah. Michaela had like a 15 minute story Oh tell. my god And Louis just waits for him It was hilarious But he was so I, See I can't remember We couldn't obviously film it So yeah. I, I can't remember what he said But it was It was obviously oh, it hilarious was a prank It was But a I prank. loved that moment That moment made it real to me yeah. Because until then It was like all this abstract stuff Blah 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 Even seeing mm. him Was like mm. a weird moment Of like I don't even understand what happened It was that moment where Michele was telling a long-winded <laughs> story to fucking Louis C.K. in the middle of the show. I was like, this is happening. This is happening. One of the comics that was like doing your shows that you kind of gave that space for was there talking to Louis, this whole fucking long-winded prank story. <laughs> and Louis just stood there going, okay, this guy is obviously crazy. <laughs> and then let him finish. There, there, there was no punchline at full sight. And he was like, thanks. <laughs> it was, but Michele's story was insane too. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was a funny moment where I was like, that was worth every single that everything. That <laughs> moment, having Michele Casanova talk to and then Louis C.K. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> the other moment that stuck, sticks in my mind was where he asked, like, he, he was doing a religious joke. Yeah. And then he, he asked the crowd, like, you know, so what, 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 what do you guys believe in? And basically no one believed yes. in anything. And it really, mm. he was clearly stunned by that. He was pick, he picked up on it very quickly because I figured that out over fucking years, dude. Like when uh, a comedian friend of mine from Berlin, Toby Arsalam, when he was here doing a tour, he has this one joke where he goes, uh, you know, if you believe in, like, if you believe in everything, give me a round of applause. Mm. And then uh, if you're an atheist, give me a round of applause. And they go, hey, it's meant. So the atheists go, Hey, a little bit. And they go, ah, that's the sound you're going to make in hell, right? That's the joke. <laughs> but um, 
It was very interesting. Five shows over all those five cities. Anybody here religious? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nobody's fucking. There was one person who was like religious and she's like a little bit, you know. Mm. She's like, I'm Catholic, but I fuck or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anal only. Anal <laughs> <laughs> only. Exactly, dude. All right. Team. Okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, formality. Harry's looking very <laughs> tense right now. Uh, let's see mailbag. I think that's, that's next ah, up. Uh, oh, can we, we finish the plugs? Yeah. Are we we're not finished the plugs? Yeah, plug, go for it, dude. Uh, okay, so um, obviously, like, uh, English stand-up show, we uh, are... Not, this is going to come up after we are up. Uh, we are doing one in October, bitch. Um, so I'm not <laughs> invited. <laughs> I'm not invited. <laughs> Dean, Dean, maybe you are. This comes out after Dean bombed horribly at Comedy House. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> are you stressed about Comedy House? I am, but I know no. if anyone does bomb, it's going to be fucking hair. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My dick is uh, amazing. Everyone's like, no, it's It not. is going to be hard to do <laughs> crowd work. <in> there. <laughs> I'm not doing crowd work. Uh, I'm going to bring my A game. You hopefully. got it. Man. Okay, cool. Thank you guys. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to doing that like uh, English stand-up show. Um, organized by you and by Benjamin. Me and Benjamin, previous guest. That's, that's that. Oh, and also, um, I'm really looking forward to go back to my hometown. And thanks of to course. the ass, the American stand-up <laughs> show. Uh, I have played Burn, I think, twice now. And uh, Only twice. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is uh, an Asshole. incredible. <laughs> no, it should be more. I'm just. Surprised. Um, I don't have enough material, I guess. But um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this this took a different turn now. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it's it's always a really great show. I'm looking forward to doing that seventh of October. Yeah. That is seventh so. of October. That oh is yeah. Very People in Burn listening. Show um, the fuck up. I, I guess <laughs> I could. Cool I guess show. I could plug that too because I'm on the sixth. I think. I you're on the fourth in Basel. Oh, okay. I I would, yeah. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. fourth in Basel. And Dean, okay. Dean is yes. just excluded. Business is done. Um, shall <laughs> we go to? <laughs> shall we go to mailbag? Let's do mailbag. Uh, Can we, we have a mailbag jingle? Yeah, we always is do that jingle? when we when a mailman teabags us? Is that <laughs> when <laughs> we're going to mailbag our listeners? Our mailman yeah. is Harry. Uh, okay, but wait, hold it. We got to do jingle. I do one, then you have to one up it. Okay, you ready? And we do it in in honor of you in a Turkish sense. Welcome to me. No, that's <laughs> Indian. <laughs> that's Indian. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being offensive. Uh, my friend, my friend, we are having a mailbag. Let's go. That's your jingle. I tried. Okay. Okay. I have to one up it now. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be hard. Go for it, dude. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> this is like a, uh, uh, a mailbag. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he love that you sexy motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Um, you, we, you can continue oh, yeah. the jingle game because we have a Harry's hot tip. Oh, Ooh, oh no, dude, that was the most accurate impression <laughs> I've ever had. Of We're me. going viral with Harry's hot tip at last. Okay, yeah, finally. Oh. I want to kill this bit. Okay, the first one, Harry's hot tip. Let's go, dude. Okay. So, uh, actually, there is two of them. Um, I'm not going to read out the name on this one. The person that has sent them in uh, will know. Um, good good friend of ours. Anonymous? Anonymous. Um, so, inter interracial relationships. Discuss. Yellow fever. That's my deal. Everyone what? knows. I think it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> on an ethical <laughs> level. Hypocrites. When, bo when races mix... Both races will be destroyed. 
<laughs> I'm just joking. That's a that's a thing from like an old uh, 40s or whatever like thing of like, oh the the mulatto oh. the mix in uh, such a thing both. Yeah. No, context, I, I can I, I can explore I, I can I can explore this. Swiss wife. Sure. Like, I can explore good. this a little bit. Mm. This is the full this is the full quote. Do you have any suggestions for inter- intercultural relationships? I cannot even read. When you date someone from very different culture, where they carry their own assumptions and ex- expectations, and it can create difficulties, especially in the long run. Wow. I think that applies to any relationship. I'm not sure that that is actually... Intercultural change it, changes it as well from interracial, mm. because intercultural is also... It's a bit of a different thing. I understand the question, though, completely. If yeah, you but date wait, 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 though. This is Harry's hot tip. Hold oh, on, sorry. <laughs> I have to dominate now. You, you, have you ever dated outside your race or culture? My children are one quarter Persian. Okay. Yeah. Who was the guy? So, what's his name? I mean, I, I can only give a serious thing. Is is one thing is. Like uh, you know, even even dating Swiss ladies, for example, that w- if, like the mother tongue thing really matters. So the mother tongue is important. <laughs> the mother mother tongue. Harry's making it sexual. You gotta, you gotta, no, definitely. No, because because one thing is like like I've had this situation in in lo- the long term relationship in different different settings, is that youth is misunderstanding, and you can not even realize you're being misunderstood when mother tongue. So you gotta. You've got to language invent a sign language that both of you understand. And uh, Uh, Harry's pointing at his dick right now. That's an interesting one. I have uh, dated um, different cultures. The one when dating cultures that are very close to my own. So, for example, uh, I I have dated um, an Australian person for a while. And what was interesting, that person at one point said to me, don't make assumptions about me only because I'm white. <laughs> so, huh. which is the weirdest thing to say, but it kind of has, um, it has a connotation. There is a certain thing that you think you know how like Western people would be or something like that. And given the fact that you have been growing up on the different side of the planet actually changes heaps. Um, sure. Uh, but and, and if you would be in um, two completely different cultures, I think you would give each other more latitude. Well, you'd relate with each other more directly, I guess. I think what you're also talking about is like, okay, you say ra- as a race, you can say white, but that can mean a fucking million. It can, yeah. be, it can be Russia, it can be America, it can be Australia, it can be a fuckload, it can be Denmark, yeah. you know? I think between us, we cover the whole of Europe. Yeah, actually. this is the full spectrum of whiteness. But I see I, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it goes from eggshell to ceramic. <laughs> I think the thing is, before you get into an interracial, uh, interracial relationship, you need to know exactly what your own sexual fetishes are. And then... Pick well, you're just fetishizing people pick, then. No, like, pick, you're black. Yeah, oh, exactly. you're my black fetish. <laughs> you, no, 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 it no. Goes no. back to objectifying like, as yeah. quickly as possible. Like, for example, if you're into anal, you got to get a, te- <laughs> a Texan girl who's religious. No, it's Italy. Bigger Italy, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Italy. They don't even have to be religious Yeah, exactly. You don't even need to go all the way to America. It's larger in Texas. Or, yeah. uh, you know, what, what else could there be? I mean, so you... smaller in the know Vatican. <laughs> know your fetishes first. Pick your racial demographic second. That's... Um, an interesting uh, approach. <laughs> I'm going to segue into something funny. <laughs> Cause it, yeah. But I think this topic is it, it is definitely interesting because yeah. there's intercultural differences mm. in relationships. So definitely, have you noticed anything different? Like, 
what, what's the, the cultural background of like your my past? partner yeah partners in the past like what have you had you've had a swiss girl probably right i was like, married i was married yeah. to a swiss woman and then i haven't actually dated any swiss person from then on you learned that you mistake. were just so done which sort of different people did you date so it was very anglo-saxon i guess that's the pr that was probably my my hunting ground it was uh <laughs> that's a very <laughs> october Scandinavian <laughs> reference <laughs> yeah yeah they're all uh, vikings th th no it's so uh, american british uh australian that sort of thing and um my partner now she is uh half thai half cambodian which kind of mixes it all up okay have the you noticed something thing. like um, any little thing even. well he, this is the interesting thing she grew up in switzerland so oh. she is um she understands what um is how fucked up the swiss psyche is <laughs> and at the same time has kind of like that perspective um of being a southeast asian um and we have a lot of conversations about that. So it's like, oh, yes, you know, the, the classic one, our Swiss people are boring, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, yes, you, you, you like a bit of chili in that mix. So see how that goes. sex life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spicy. Yeah. Uh, but there, there, is, there is obviously a difference. It's, it's like a difference of um, the, the values that you grow up with, like et cetera, et cetera. Uh, even something simple and mundane, like diet do you notice something okay, where like so here, here's the story the um when i started dating uh my partner she's basically explained to me how to wash rice this was the this was yes. the first thing so we, we we started cooking together we we both like cooking blah 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 i think D dean and harry had the uh opportunity to eat some of my food before lovely uh, it's good these are good cooks. they passed um, out shortly afterwards yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> heaps of shits afterwards i so, woke up with like a weird ache <laughs> um uh, my partner she cooks southeast asian that's that's yeah. uh, what she does and then um she, she explains to me how to prepare rice i obviously did it wrong until then yeah um swiss people tend to cook their rice way too wet i was told well they cook it like pasta yeah exactly. is what i've noticed mm. whereas like anyway it's go like ahead. the whole risotto bullshit that kind of throws people so yeah and then there, there's this thing her pride of possessions in the kitchen is a very very old rice cooker. Oh yeah, that rice cooker is roughly the age of me, and it, it has survived the the passage of time. All this, <laughs> the so, bombing of Hiroshima, <laughs> the, the Khmer Rouge in her case, and so, all, the, all the previous exes, and, <laughs> and um, uh, there, there, there's. There's this whole rule that rice needs to be ready before everything else comes onto the table. Mm -hmm. So rice is finished and then everything comes out of the kitchen and it's all a timing question. Yeah. Now I fucked up, right? I didn't press the cook button and um, it, there was a big outcry. It's like, no, you're fucking up dinner, blah, blah, blah. So we were having this conversation. <laughs> she teased me because the next day we see her parents and she says like yeah whitey didn't cook the rice properly wow get out, get out. <laughs> wow and her mom whitey she said whitey saw is the word for white person oh my god wow. so first of all, her mom starts laughing there's this this older thai lady and she just starts laughing out loud doesn't know how to say that in swiss german obviously and she's like yeah happens to the best of us <laughs> like all right wow i'm on board now okay yeah. that's a white forgiveness that they have for you yeah white forgiveness but the rice thing <laughs> um it is shocking how people cook as i said like pasta I don't, but uh, I find a rice cooker weird too, because like you have 
a, a appliance at home just for one dish. That Me seems too. Yeah, Me but too. it's like bread. It happens every day, twice a day. I just cook it in the pan. Mm. And fucking butter it up. That's fucking Turkish of you, dude. Dude, exactly. Dude, can I? Dude, we've made yes. this joke on the podcast before. Sorry, Harry. Uh, where during the COVID times, Asia ran out of rice. Right, Zurich ran out of pasta. Yeah, yeah. That's, we have that's the white people version of rice pasta, and South Africa ran out of guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got more guns. They ran out of alcohol. Oh <laughs> yeah, of course yeah. I heard of that. Um, but it's funny because like yeah, dude, like uh, my ex girlfriend, she was Korean, South Korean, and her mom had this rice cooker, but it was like a brand new version. Oh, right, Panasonic. So, uh, it was Samsung. Samsung. Nice, yeah, Samsung, yeah. nice. You know. Um, but this rice cooker was like so modern and like techn- technological. They would cook rice, and uh, when you push the button, there would be like a Korean lady saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then, like, when it was done, I was like, <laughs> and then it would like spray like this <laughs> loud thing, you know. Um, but then, also, like, talking about th- with the question um, dating interracially, um, m- what I experienced, strangely enough, because she was half Swiss, half Korean. Uh, much like your partner, um, what I experienced a lot, even though she was born and raised here and could be is more Swiss than any of us here, except for you, Christian, we would be sitting outside and there would be like a bus of normal students going by and like someone would fucking scream, oh, ni hao. And I could not believe the look on her face. This was like, if I was like, I'm African. I'm used to stabbing people. But like, <laughs> 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 if a Swiss person is ever going to stab someone is when she's like half Korean and someone says ni hao. Yeah. This is the one thing that really struck me is I know how racist this country is, but up until the point of dating her, mm. that was stories. Mm. And then suddenly then it became very very real. fucking real mm. like really? stairs um there, there was one time in a restaurant where um one of the people that was serving us coffee would not look at her what yeah and, and that was here in zurich and i was like what that this is fucked up and she's like yeah sometimes that should happen maybe they found her super attractive because the exotic people here are very attractive. no no they like definitely Bill found her super attractive mate. <laughs> 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 Anything Harry. else? Anything um, more like? What about your? Where, where are we? Uh, well, I, I mean, for me, the uh, like uh, we do genuine advice here. I mean, rice-wise, I learned the Persian <laughs> rice style. <laughs> Let's stick with the rice. <laughs> the Persian rice style. It's in a pan. You put a lid on, but first you wrap a, a, a tea cloth around the lid. Yeah, I've so seen that. So that it steams out, and it's uh, it has the same effect as a rice cooker. Yeah. Uh, and when you if you lift that lid and you have Persian people in the room, they fucking lose their shit. That's like you are. That's that's the worst thing you could do. Is you've got to you're wait. F- you're fucking it up. And and then it's the whole evening. It's yeah. Well, Harry lifted the lid, and, then <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like interrelational. No. Yeah. Well, any more? Are we done with this there, question? Yeah, yeah we're th- done th- with this, this one. This podcast is 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 one of the good ones. So I think we're going to just extend too many segments. So let's move on with the mailbag. What's yeah. The so th- th- there is one more regarding uh, relationships. Harry's hot tip. Um, yes. Yeah, Harry. Legit question. Um, Actual legit question for Harry's hot tip, and it's one I'm sure applies to him as a man of a certain age. (laughs) You're old. (laughs) Boomer. I generally come across a lot of women who declare up front that they want something serious. 
Uh, personally, I'm of the opinion that you don't really know if you want something serious from someone until you already start dating them. So it's something you decide in the process, not beforehand. This is very simple. Go on. They want impregnating. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. When they tell you I'm looking for something serious, they're like the clock is ticking. That is very serious though. And they're like, I'm, uh, you know, my... Coming I in somebody? You know how serious that is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a virgin. No, but it's true. I mean, the Swiss model of this is is very simple. So basically, what happens is is couples hook up, say at twenty or even at school. Uh, they have eight years up to about twenty eight. She dumps him because she's sick of him and then bored. Then she goes dick crazy for a couple of years, and then around about thirty one, thirty two, she's like, "Fuck, I need to find a man to make babies." So she picks the first guy who looks halfway acceptable. They have kids. Three years later, they discover but they. But that's they, you. Wait, wait, that's wait. your life. They discover they hate each other. That's that's <laughs> how that model. The Swiss. Harry, the Harry Swiss. gets in during that dick phase when they go dick crazy. <laughs> I get in during like oh, I want a baby now. I'm like, and, please and no. Swiss <laughs> ladies, they also have the dick tour. That's usually when they go down to Barcelona or Madrid. Or uh, dick tour. East, they, East they, Asia. Yeah, because you can't you can't sleep around as a respectable Swiss lady. Oh yeah, this is what uh, Miriam, a comedian, you know, was talking about. That. Yeah, and so they you you do your gap year, <laughs> your gap gap year. <laughs> oh you my god, your we gap widened the gap. This <laughs> year uh, I'm doing my gap year in Nigeria. We just, we just <laughs> lost <laughs> every single female listener <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. What? Sorry, sorry ladies. I, but I look, I it's a reality. It's just reality. That happens. And it, it's somehow wrong. I find like slut shaming ridiculous, and I find it's a shame. And yeah, yeah, like Swiss ladies should be able to fuck around in their own country, and that shouldn't be. A I fully agree. Yeah. yeah, but wait a minute. The question was something completely different. The the point w the question was why do they want serious relationships? But because that's what women wa women want anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah after a certain point. No, yeah, but most. I mean, but yeah, not a, not a seventeen year old. There's a window <laughs> starting twenty eight to thirty four where it's only they only want serious because like, they're looking to make babies. That's yeah. that's what that is code for. Okay, in Thank my you. opinion. Uh, I have nothing to say to this. Yeah. I mean, you but basically said <laughs> the fact that, they, yeah, that's the whole so, thing. So if they're serious, they want you so to impregnate to, them. To whoever sent this, and I know who it is, you just, just put some sperm in the ovaries and you're good. Like Off you go. Make babies and yeah. you're done. <laughs> okay, next mailbag. All right. um, is there one more? No, that's it. That's it? That's it for today. Okay. Cool, dude. Cool. Um. Yeah. Let's formality. Let's go on. I was trying to think of a good segue, but we all know Christian is the king of segue. Um. You would say he's famous in that regard, which is exactly what the topic is. Did you like that one? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I cool. love it. I'm trying. I'm trying. So yeah, Christian's famous for segues, and this is what we were going to discuss today. Yes. Which I think we're springing on you a little bit. Fame. Sure. Fame, Fame is <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that's the topic. I'm just going to go over for my first question here. Which the I musical? <laughs> <laughs> cats. Cats is the musical. Uh, <laughs> you got calls? Go away. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I wrote these down, and I'm yeah. also a little bit giddy go when ahead. I was writing them down. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> this is your podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know what that reminds me of? He's always a master of grooming. Do you <laughs> see how? <laughs> you know what? He's like, come it's on, not guys, grooming. sort your podcast out. It's not, <laughs> it's not <laughs> grooming. It's not grooming, Harry. Uh, yeah. It's just support. And this yeah. is what support. I've only exactly. had from you during Thank my you. whole comedy career. Okay, cool, dude. So let's go. First question. What is it? Fame. Yes. What does it mean to you? Uh, do you want that as a comic? Like, is that something that you've thought about? I know that yes. your your intention with comedy might be different, 
but maybe subconsciously, validation-wise, fame, is it something that you would want? Could you deal with it? How do you feel about the word fame? I would not be able to deal with it. I'll get that out directly out of it. Immediately, I, there would be a story about it. There would be something. In terms oh, of ego? He, no, it'd just be like, uh, <laughs> oh, he was drunk in the morning eating fried chicken, so he was caught. <laughs> he was riding an electric scooter, yes, carrying exactly. a kebab. <laughs> uh, the he, got, he got caught selling <laughs> drugs but to kids. You, <laughs> but you <laughs> must have had situations in Zurich where like, people have come up and go, ah, I know you. No, that's a great moment. When that happens, yeah, that's yeah, a great that? moment. Yes. I've had it a couple times. I've had it once when I was walking around with my mom. That's why I was like, I love you so much, oh, this person. That's the best. I was like, thank you. But <laughs> thank you. But this is interesting. Sir. So you're already layering what fame means to you. So there's different mm. levels of fame. Yeah. What what does that mean? So you you are referring to a certain type of fame that you would be apprehensive of. We're talking local fame. You're referencing So yes, up. of course. So the the way so I'm I'm fucking around too. This is what I really think. Um, I want fame in the sense that it will give me power. That doesn't that isn't as creepy as it sounds, but it's power for me <laughs> to <CK>. be. Don't you dare rip it out! Don't you dare with my mom. Just I'm sitting closest to the door, like, so no. I can totally block <laughs> it for you if you want to. <laughs> no, but like I know this is gonna sound corny, but this is what my dream is of fame. And you're going to understand what I mean with the power of them a bit more. Mm. I want to have so much fame equals to power that I can put on a show for like a thousand plus people and I can tour wherever I want to tour. Mm. And I can bring with me whoever I want to bring. Mm. I want to do to a level of what I already do with tours. I want to do that. My real dream is that like actually do theaters of, you know, whatever, even like. 200 and above would be enough. Like, I really dropped it. But, like, the actual dream of it would be, like, at least a 1,000 plus okay. theaters. So, yeah. And, like, doing, imagine doing a tour of, like, 20 days everywhere. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody, it's just about the fun and the comedy. Mm. And the fact that I would be able to supply this to other people that I love that is weirdly enough my dream. So it's uh, not about it's it's not about I want to host the Emmys one day type mm. of fame. It's I don't think my fame would ever be like that. I think I I would have a different thing. I think that our time is also such that people have different sorts of fame where it's not the exact industry fame, and that's not what I necessarily should be aiming for anyway. You know, of course, if it mm. happens, it happens. But, but it's more like build your own thing, continue doing well. And like continue doing more and better and just get build that fan base up to mm -hmm. somewhere where mm -hmm. you're self-sufficient. You can never get fired from your fucking job. You can That's never get point. fired that way. And then you <laughs> so and then you it, it's kind of like a like a comedy harem. Like you've got you build it up and then you have all these comedians. Every time. Uh, I like every the time. I like the ethnic touch of harem, by the way. That is very nice. You can call that different things, but okay, harem I, I like. Yeah. No, but it really is that. Like how great would it be if I could be like all three of you? I could be like, guys, we're gonna do a fucking crazy I would love straight it. white guys tour. Whoa. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna fucking Go that's around exactly, the white privilege that's tour. That's exactly yeah. what that tour is going to be called. <laughs> but I could also do Sex, like a drugs, uh, women, and women, vaginas and comedy tour <laughs> with like Miriam, Michelle. Mm. How great would that be? And the other Michaela. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, wait, but which would be funnier? 
Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we're oh. having fun. You <laughs> know the answer. This is moments that Harry does. He he likes to derail the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. Don't you, apologize no. to me. We know I'm not apologizing. Going, all right, all right, I'm explain. not apologizing. Right. I'm, I'm so, like, I'm very personally attached to this dude because, like, what what I've loved seeing you kind of expand and grow, like, because I've known you for like maybe good three years now, and seeing yeah. you grow your thing, I've seen you touch the surface of that level of fame. Like, I know you've done a show where there was at least five hundred to a thousand people. The stadium yeah, the, show, yeah, the, the fuck up night show was a thousand five hundred at the Etihad. Yeah, not at the Etihad. It was at the Theater Eleven. And How did that feel, dude? It was very interesting. That was an interesting yeah. feeling to be. It's it's interesting how much distance you have with the crowd mm. but also how there's this fucking other part of the crowd that you don't immediately see that you hear the most from which is like further up yeah like so if you if you had 10 people at a show maybe you have you know two rows of like four then you have two other people or whatever and this was that to a different fucking just more people level mm. where like the pe- the last row people are there's fucking a hundred of them, two hundred of the last row people. There's a uh, this many of these, and also where people are seated is like different. Like the first couple mm-hmm. of rows are not audience members. They're people whom to which free tickets were given out of you know uh, uh, yeah, yeah, come yeah. to our event. You are an important. They're not normal audience members, so you also have to play to the people behind them mm. to yeah. convince them to the comedy mm. fans. Yeah, okay. To the normal people. Mm. Yeah, Christian, what, what was the largest show that you've ever done? As well, when I was uh, a pastor, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, comedy <laughs> show, I mean, comedy show. Um, uh, ah, uh, 200. Mm. 200. Have you ever been recognized in public as well? So, n- mostly just gig adjacent, yeah. Afterwards. So, that, um, no, it, even before, okay, dear. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, 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 this is uh, th- this is garbage. That's like the I, I was, that's the ego. I, um, m- th- the best one was um, we have mentioned uh, that person before. The best one was in a pub in Zurich. Uh, someone walks up to me like a bar lady and goes like, "Hey, you're that dude from that podcast." And I'm like, "Fuck wow. yeah! <laughs> that is amazing! Wow. Wow. wow, that is amazing! That is more impressive to me than like knowing somebody from stand-up." Somehow. Yeah, because mm. you your face isn't visible on a podcast. Because also mm. because like. Look, the people here, t- there was plenty of people who had never fucking seen anything before. And that ha- the, a lot of the bumping factor happens a lot. Whereas I feel like on a podcast, it just it's a different animal. The totally. bumping factor, you're yeah, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know what mm. I mean? That's, that's special. What about you? Have you ever been recognized? Or I've had what was your best, <laughs> largest audience? Or uh, well, you know big, biggest audience was... <laughs> Harry was gets recognized at you know brothels. He was recognized. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a police station. Yeah. Sorry, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Comedy House, I think, has been the biggest show, um, about 150. No, I've had two, two, two recognition stories. First was, when I first started doing this, I was very conflicted, because I've been in Switzerland a long time, and it's like, you know, your reputation, dein Ruf, really matters. And now <laughs> I'm just, like, running around saying I'm Harry Fox. <laughs> and I, and this was like three months I after I started. I got I was at this party and <laughs> it, it was kind of a work related party. Yeah. And there was this fucking drunk dude who just kept coming up to me ah. and going, Harry Fox! Ah. Ah. I'm like, yeah, chill the fuck out, man. That's and so funny. But there's you another had a girlfriend, I will fuck her. Let's go. Yeah, there's, <laughs> another, there's another story. It was one time I was here. I kind of 
kind of bombed. And then I was riding my bike home, feeling like kind of shit. And then, and then, like out of nowhere, I hear this woman's voice go, "Harry Fox," and on the bicycle, this beautiful Asian lady just said, "You're Harry Fox, aren't you?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah." Can you do the accent? No, I'm not going to do the <laughs> accent. And she goes, "I saw you do comedy. You're really funny," and I was so shocked. I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, thank you," and it really lifted my mood. Mm. And, and then. Other and things. then and then yeah. <laughs> and then the then the guy part come in like like dude get the number get the number and that before I could even utter those words mm. it was like okay bye <laughs> and she was she raced off <laughs> but so beautiful Asian lady that said to me yeah. if if you ever if you're listening if which you, you ever, probably are I would <laughs> of course, course. You, what else is it? you have a special place in my heart you lifted me at a tough wow. time. Yeah. You ever got? Um, yeah, this is a good segue into my next bit. Uh, you know, formality, Harry. You'll love this. Um, let me put this out there. Zurich is a very small city. Oh yeah. If you just kind of walk down the street enough times, like people are gonna know who you are. I've I've seen people here multiple times, and I avoid them constantly. Um, but my problem is, is that like maybe yeah, validation is like an issue for me, which we will talk about in a bit, uh, because you know. My mom never loved me. <laughs> so, yeah, the, one of the first times I ever got recognized, I was in a club, and the guy was like, oh, you're that comedian. You're the guy, you're the, the, the comedian, stand-up. I loved your stuff. You're, you're, you're shit, you're stuff, whatever. You made me laugh. Immediately, my fucking ego just went through the roof. <laughs> and I was like, I just looked at him, and I grabbed him, and I was like, am I funny? Tell me I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was just like a pure, like, Tell me he was thinking of someone else. No, no, he was, he, he was thinking of me, which just made it worse, you know? But yeah, like, uh, I do get recognized a bit sometimes when I'm out. I don't know if it's because I just go out too many times or <laughs> like, oh, you're that comedian. And you're I'm that like, drunk guy there. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, yeah, yeah. You're the, or you're the drunk guy. You know, and I was like, I don't remember you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my, my ego no. dealt with that a bit. But then I realized like, it's such a superficial bullshit thing, actually. It's, look, it's it is kind of nice. We can all it's agree. Wait, wait, it's my ego. Uh, right, I want to explore this for a second. Yeah. Um, there is a bar that I used to frequent quite a bit here in town. I took Harry there once. It's a really, really shitty bar in Stadelhofen. Mm. Um, Harry and I walk in and the barkeeper remembers me and my beer is on the counter before we actually reach oh, the yeah. counter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Harry Harry just looks at me and goes like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a, this uh, is a type of fame that I'm not actually happy to acquire <laughs> but, uh, but, it, yeah. but, I, but one person here has a very good fame strategy and that's Dean because he on his Tinder profile he puts his comedy career out there so it's ladies it's if, the you're, if you're swiping on Tinder you run into a comedian that's Dean right there it's my look my height my hair <laughs> is like 80% of my sex appeal Height definitely. <laughs> you got that height. Like there's nothing else going for me. No, like it's I height face for and just like general chill personality, <laughs> and not ugly. Not Aww. ugly. I love you. And I'm gonna talk about the tattoos for a second. Uh, very sexy. Badass. badass very badass. Yeah. Yet like that. I'm trying too hard. I got fucking tribal. <laughs> fucking oh yeah. It's yeah, the yeah, yeah. eye of of what Illuminati eye. You have wire. you have perfectly like sweet like this is 
I am going to bang you tonight, tattoos. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is exactly. Like Tintin. Oh, it's Tintin yeah. with the thing. Oh, adorable. Oh, Come on, me. That's that exactly. Nice yeah. But it also, that they, are, they are spread enough on your arm that it kind of leaves certain things to imagination. It's like, does, yeah. he, have, does he have one down there? I is mean, he a coloring book? Like, how far does he go? That is a genius strategy, though. Have like a comic book strip, you know, on your arm, and it starts here. <laughs> and it just goes under, and they're like, "Well, there's only one way of finding <laughs> out." You gotta know. Do you want to finish arrow. that story? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> but it is a bit of a mystery exactly. to me because I've had I've had I think at least two separate ladies tell me that Dean is good looking, and I just don't he's get young. It. They're lying to you. He's I don't hip. Get it? What? He's what the the old people call hip. <laughs> these ladies, you know, with your hippity these hop. ladies are way older. He's got all I mean, he's got this, this scrunched up face, and I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, no, you, 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 you give off a little bit of a son-in-law vibe, I guess. Ah, uh, uh, this is yeah, it's like this a, is why older lady is. Yeah, well, it's like. woman who like maybe I can dominate this yeah, kid yeah, or yeah. fix him. I, this is my thing. That, it's a, oh, it's a the mother of nature. Yeah, mm. it's a nature mm. thing. This is the vibe I give off because yeah. I am broken, which is a segue into the next thing. Maybe they like have a nurture vibe. Like maybe I. Can help. Maybe I love I can how fix you do him. a play-by-play of how you structure your show. It's a meta thing, like because I'm not because I'm, I'm you know I'm loving this episode specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, the strong independent women, and you tell them like, "Will you fix me?" They get really fucking angry. It's a nature versus nurture topic. Okay. Yeah. Also, but what I'm curious about: um, how will Dean age? That is an interesting question Badly. because Harry is old already. So first of all, Christian, I can see. I see what is going to happen. As the same you, with me. I can show you a picture We're both going to go bald and become really fat. Dean, <laughs> where is Dean going to end? It's, <laughs> it's like I want to look up where Steve-O from Jackass ended. And I'm like, no, maybe I no, can extrapolate. I know, I know exactly. I know exactly how Dean is going to end. He's going to be one of those guys. You're going to look like an, an elderly hedge fund manager in the Hamptons <laughs> with like thick, no, thick hair no, I got a better standing one. on a boat uh, and uh, overlooking your house in Nantucket. I got, a, I got a better one. David Lynch. Ah, oh. yes. Yeah, David Lynch. full head of hair. That makes perfect elderly, sense. Because he's crazy because you've done too many drugs. And yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 going to be me I'm going to go meaner than this. I think spinal, <laughs> spinal curvature, Dean, <laughs> Dean ends up being able to suck his own dick. That's, <laughs> that's Wow, that weird twist. That is something I would be happily to that do. Would be, like, well, would who would, would you, though? Would who? you suck your own dick? Segway. Let's be honest here, guys. Segway. Let's do this. You ready? Harry, you're going to love this. But have we ever tried? Have we ever tried to suck our own dicks, guys? Yes, yes. of course. Yes. yes, yes. I've tried. The furthest I've gotten, shout out to my mother. <laughs> 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 I had to. I put my own head in my tongue. Like I've been able to kind of just oh, like an ice cream cone. Okay. Many questions here. Is it which which sort of strategy did you sort of take? Did you go to the did you go the bending? The only one. Because look, there's Legs many over ones. your head. There's the oh! Oh! Wait a minute. Wait, did you mics, bumping mics. Did you <laughs> go up against the wall? No. Okay, wait, no. and walk your dick down into your no. mouth? There's no. that technique no. like that, no? Wait, were you yogaing at the time? <laughs> My penis is definitely not by any means big enough to just kind of make it an easy thing. It took me months of practice. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, my God. Stretch oh yeah, okay, out. no, that's <laughs> way too much dedication. He did dick stretching. This is like was a stretching. It was my Dean back school, stretching. Dean yeah. School of wow. Yoga. Here's a, here's a funny thing. An inch feels like a mile. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> you got an inch of your dick wow. in your mouth. You got just the tip. No, just the tip. I was able to kind of be like, oh, just that's what tip. that tastes like. Just the tip. <laughs> I feel and sorry then, for every woman. And then you said that to your girlfriend. Just the tip. Uh, 
<laughs> wow. Thanks, Christian. Wow. I mean, I like that. By <laughs> the way, you, you went into this. You're like, Harry, you're going to like this. This is the next bit. <laughs> I almost sucked my own dick. <laughs> I'm going cu- to cut this out. 120. Uh, no, come on. It's good. It's good. Fuck, 120. Yeah, okay. 102. 102. I mean, I could get as... Wow. Time This is great. Yeah. I could um, get as far as a, like a little kiss, like a... <laughs> <laughs> Just a smidge. Yeah. Just wiping away the pre-cum. That's uh, yeah. exactly what he wanted blow. to do. No, blow. Actually blow. I know yeah. we've gone into a dark place, but I'll tell you this. My biggest insecurity, because I grew up in South Africa, is going to the gym as a young teenager. And walking into that gym and yeah. seeing, you know, African men with the fucking largest penises I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like, I'm talking knee, knee level, Christian. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard for I'm you to fa- imagine. No, no, I'm familiar with it. Knee I level. have seen that And then movie. me just wow. looking down at my little pistachio dick <laughs> and getting into the shower, you know, fully clothed. I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. Did you, like, get, do I, did you give it a little rub before you went in the shower? No, just an African, an African man came and just fucking knocked me out with his dick. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But look, think about it like this. You grew up in this unforgiving this shower environment. <laughs> You know, and that only made you stronger because now you, you're here in Switzerland <laughs> and you you have this vibe of like, my dick isn't enough. Whereas actually here, it's really not bad. Who knows? This is, well, this is something I you have can a story, relate to. I have a story uh, adjacent to that. A um, couple, couple of weeks ago, I was, uh, I was in a spa. Yeah. And um, Swiss spas have a tendency to be uh, full-blown naked. Nice. Um, I'm there... I'm there with my partner in the tiniest steam room that you can imagine. So basically, it it fits four if you like each other. Fuck! So it's basically knee-touching situations, right? So we're sitting in there. It's just the two of us. It's kind of like nice and COVID-proof. And then (laughs) there's a couple that knocks on the door, opens the steam room, goes, oh, yeah, there's enough space. And they scoot in. Oh, wow. And this guy has the biggest fucking meat dick that I have oh, seen no. in a long time since the Rocco See, Freddy. this is exactly why. Anyway, and, go ahead. And I'm just like, oh, this, this, is, this is weird. Um, uh, but whatever. You, you're just there. My girlfriend cannot stop laughing. <laughs> She's just... We're in the, we are all in there, right? We are in there... <laughs> And then oh she, she she looks down, which makes it worse. And then she st- starts chuckling. And then she just pushes pushes or is like, "Come on, get out!" And I was like, "No, I want to see how this plays out." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so we're in there. At some point, she's just like, "I have to get out." <laughs> she goes out. She has to walk out of the room. And she's like, "Did you see this?" <laughs> it's like, yes, obviously, everyone did. Yeah, it's uh, it still happens. But what, what's that thing oh in Swiss saunas as well, where they like get it, someone comes in and starts waving a towel? Oh, it's about so it's it's when you have a dry steam room, um, and then you do you chuck a bunch of water on the heater, and then to basically distribute the. Yeah, and then it ends with a fucking round of applause. Have you? Heard, yeah, have because you they do this fucking ceremony thing. Okay. Dude, honestly, if I went to a spa like that, I think I'd kill somebody. I'd end up committing some sort of, some sort of murder, <laughs> either, <laughs> either him or her, <laughs> and then myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is not something you should okay, ever be ashamed about. Cause what? You're, you're My dick, dick size. Big dick, I'll tell you. Gay. I know that's that's what they say. That's what but I started. They caught on. It's quite average. 
but in like a not an unlikable way, kind of like me. You <laughs> know what I mean? I'm average, but you kind of like me. <laughs> I think I think the episode the episode that, that we had with have. the yeah. episode that we have with Noemi kind of uh, fueled your insecurity when she was like, "No size actually does matter." Uh, <laughs> like, I was like, "Shut up!" <laughs> no, look, my my sales tactic is this: undersell as hard as you can. So when they see it, they're like, oh, actually, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not a that definitely works. That definitely <laughs> works. More like a walnut. I love, by the way, I don't know if you guys ever watched this, but in, there was a show called Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had yeah. this great thing where, you know, women always do that small dick thing where it's like you hold your two fingers, mm. thumb, and index, and you kind of show like a little, mm. ooh, he, he mm. had a little, mm, he was mm. a little like this. Mm. He kind of came up with this thing against that. Where it's you go, he goes like this, where you kind of open up jazz hands in a V way. <laughs> and you kind of go like, she had a big vagina. <laughs> a whale vagina. And then, and then like he gets, into feel a, anything. He, he gets into a fight with somebody where she's like, you had a small dick, he had this, you know, doing the sign. And he was like, no, 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 it wasn't this. It wasn't the small penis. It was the large vagina. <laughs> 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 Fucking a whale makes so my So Nomi probably small. has a giant vag. I'm just saying <laughs> oh. that. <laughs> shout out this is a uh, diss against we, a person I've never seen okay shout out to Naomi <laughs> <laughs> we love you we love you and yeah. uh, how great would it be if she was listening and just heard that go yeah, ahead I'm gonna, I'm, yeah I'm gonna move away from this because <laughs> this this podcast will go on forever and I love every second of it um, <laughs> on topic though yes um, first question uh, do you think that all comics are broken and what I mean by that is like, there's a lot of issues that we have. I mean, we ha- all have our own motivation to start comedy. I know, I know what mine is, um, but your experience with international comics and all the comics that you've met, do you think there's like, and also for you specifically, you, yeah, is there a reason you started? What was that reason? It's hard to really pinpoint something. I'll tell you this about the whole thing of like, if comics are all broken. Um... I say most. I don't necessarily believe in that. I think comedy breaks you anyway. I think doing comedy, and if you have to, to be a pro, you have to do it so many times. Even if you don't have like a problem with validation and like all, you'll end up having it, first of all. So that's the, that's number one. Um, I think, I think there's funny everywhere. I think there's funny in people who seek validation. I think there's funny in people who don't seek validation. I think there's funny. Everywhere in every with rich people that are fu- it can fucking happen. I hate like this also this thing of like, you know, like how should I say? I mean, it's a it's a thing about comedy that it's a blue collar art, right? You can't really go up and be like, I was in Aspen and now I can't believe the Chardonnay they put out. <laughs> well, like no, there are comedians that do that course, and they fucking course, bomb. That's th- so yeah, of course and. But intrinsically, idealistically, I believe comedy is everywhere, whether you're rich, poor, whatever, in every level. There is funny there. There's funny here, there, everywhere. Um, As for me personally, I don't really know. It's Mm. kind of hard to, after all these years, it's kind of hard to remember what was it. Mm. (sighs) Honestly, it was watching... I always liked being funny and I always liked performing. When I was a kid, like when I was eight years old and I had birthday parties at home, one of the things was that, and looking back, I'm like, that is fucking weird. 
I would do shows to the people, not like comedy show. I do like a magic show yeah. to everybody. There would always be some sort of fucking performance involved. Now that I look back to it, so it's there's there's certain aspects of that that all, already existed, but it's also just discovering comedy as an art is just something I just fell into. Where it's like, mm. I once once your eyes open to that, I'm like when I see insanely amazing comedians. Still to this day, when I watch Dave Chappelle, it's always eye opening. And I'm like, this is why. This is why this is important. It's profoundly funny. Is the fucking most interesting thing to me ever. The, the honesty aspect. Honesty aspect, but you know what? To me, it's all. It's the honesty aspect. It doesn't always have to mean you being honest with the audience, like personally about yourself. But it's some sort of like to me. It's always been some sort of also, even if it's a mundane thing, it's a social. Um, social observation something that actually happens that you notice but you've never thought of but you have thought of and it's a weird line to find a joke like that so I have always found comedians are these social commentators these people who observe take, observe take things apart show it back to you make you this is corny but make you think even though the thinking is not that's my problem with like really modern comedy now let's say is that it's too much focused on this idea of, yeah, but what's the message? What am I really saying? It's mm -hmm. like, first be funny, really funny. That's the prerequisite. And then, and then not all amazing comedians have points. Mitch Hedberg is brilliant. He doesn't make a fucking really, really poignant points about life. Like, not necessarily. He has joke about rice and jokes about burritos and just joke about everything. And they are profoundly fucking mind-blowing when he does a joke about and it's hilarious where he does a joke to the audience and he goes a comedy show is kind of weird uh it's like a bunch of people were chasing me and then they all just decided to sit down right <laughs> so because it's everybody's facing him and he's the only one facing the exit yeah, that's right. and like that's you know he has millions of fucking crazy jokes but he doesn't always have a message it's just funny first mm. and then maybe you have something else to say mm. yeah okay but okay. that, that's the whole thing about like platform and how to use it. And I think uh, uh, a lot of uh, comedians recently, and especially because like since 2016, everyone is fucking up in arms and stuff. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of comedians that kind of grab that platform. Some deserve it and some should shut the fuck up. Like it, it, there is, but, but it, the question is what is the line and why? But you, you said before, try to be funny first. Yeah, and I think that that should be probably the advice for everyone that tries <laughs> comedy at one point. It's like, you know, oh no, I'm gonna change the world at an open mic. No, shut no. the fuck up, bitch! Like, yeah. just, just get on with it and try to be funny about spaghetti. Mm. Exactly, be funny about spaghetti, mm. and then you know what? You'll be you'll be funny then about uh, dishwashers, mm. and then you'll do another, and then before you know it, it's fucking life. You, if you go through enough material some profound stuff is gonna and it's hard to say like i'm not saying comedy is just about being profound i think it's also finding those profound things in the mundane and the thing we all mm. connect over the boring stuff what sometimes the, the boring stuff sometimes <laughs> the taboo everything mm. so i mean it's not funny to talk about comedy but yeah. i mean i think it's a little bit like how the sausage is made but uh, yeah. i forget i forget it might have been Chappelle. No, it was uh, it was Patrice O'Neill who was talking about this. He's like, 
is that when you when you do a comedy show you leave a piece of your soul with all those people mm. and there's a truth to that like like what what's definitely I, I loved your point that it actually comedy breaks you because the state of vulnerability on stage like why would you ever subject yourself to I mean, I've had nights where, where usually for me, it's not bombing. It's having deeply offended someone really fucks with my <laughs> shit. <laughs> and, and where you, they, they're glaring at you. And, and that really, that reboots my ego. I have like a few days where, where I've had that, where I'm just like, oh, fucking, oh, why did I do that? Oh, I'm an awful human being. And then it, and then it goes ding, 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 ding. And then my ego is back again. <laughs> <laughs> Does that but thing ever happen to you guys? This happens to me a lot. Where, like tonight, I do some stuff, speak with the crowd, or do a joke, interact with them, something that's unplanned. Yeah. And then I'll not do as well as, like, and later on I'll think, oh, I fuck, I could have said this. Oh, all the time. That drives yeah. me. So it's, that's like a weird driving force in my mind yeah. where every night I go home, I listen, and I'm like, oh, fuck, mm. for fuck. Like, I facepalm. Mm. And I think, how can I ever think about this in the moment? I t- mm. So I was, I, was very, I was very Swiss about this for a long time where I, I, was, um, I always thought I need to have the right notebook. <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> massively <laughs> retarded. But basically, the, uh, but it's, no, okay, this is a great thought, but you have to write it down at the right place. No bullshit. So what, what, what I have started doing is I just, I just use whatever is available. Just like, oh, there's a phone. Just put it in there as yeah. like a note or whatever. Use, use condom. Right yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> condom wrapper, wh- whatever it is. So um, because that thing or, or even not even at the show, you're, you're somewhere. It's like, fuck that thing. I should try it. And you know that you had a punchline. You forget about it 15 minutes later because we all have the attention span of lab rats nowadays. Exactly. And then you go back and say, fuck, fuck. I, I, I knew that there was something there. You but have to say it. Dude, I do it in very obnoxious ways. I could be at the funeral of like my, <laughs> <laughs> my fucking... Oh, 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 my brother. And I'm, and I'm there and I'll be like, well, one second, let me... I'm, I'm going to be there. Oh, it was very sad. And I'm like... Type, 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 yeah, type, yeah, type. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. And I'll type like completely retarded too. I'll just write like, uh, train towel laughing. Yes. Remember, yeah, I, th- I, I'll, I'll remember this. <laughs> this will make some sense somehow later. I do that too, dude. Like I remember, yeah. like I have a note, like the notes on my phone and I'll go through them. Like I'll be out one night, like, you know, drinking a bit and we'll have a funny story and I'll write something down. The next day I'll look at it. I'll be like, what the Fuck. Oh my god. No, okay, this there? is an interesting one. Hold on, this I is this is the one, one I recently wrote down. Fucking a fake pussy story. Uh, <laughs> that's it. I'm like, what is I, this? I have I, one. Does everybody have one? Let's go around. I have one. Do you yeah, have one I like that? One. Like something you wrote where you doesn't make sense anymore. Mm. I had one where I I just stumbled upon it later in my notes. I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? It was like something like this. It was like uh, nipple getting hard <laughs> caramel <laughs> it was something but I was like wh- I don't even see what I is can't remember that. what is caramel here I've got one that haunts me I've got one that haunts me because I keep it just shows up every time I'm scrolling through because I put all in Evernote and it's just a title it says she's into midgets <laughs> I don't know. Like, I clearly had some shit. Yeah, it's gonna be. It could be something. In the moment, you're like, "This is funny." We should. We should combine all these ideas, and maybe we should actually force ourselves to make jokes about this. Like, okay, 
Nipples hardening caramel. Well, I'm going to find it. Yeah. It's like fudge. I don't know what to say. Yeah, Bill Gay fucked a fake pussy while getting caramel dripped on his nipple. <laughs> I, I put caramel on my nipples so the, so the cat licks it and like oh, it gets no. hard. There you go. That's the joke. <laughs> we we got to work on that a bit. <laughs> I, I, literally just, try it out. I literally just wrote down fish sauce. Fish sauce. Dude, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> fish sauce. Fish sauce. It's pretty hilarious, I got to say. Funny, dude. And there's, there, there, there was one where I wrote down 29 and a half when stop saying. And I was clearly out of my mind drunk when I wrote that down. I can kind of see that bit. It was just about being annoyed. Someone introduced himself that night as I'm 29 and a half. It's like, you're a fucking tool. Mm. Like, why? (laughs) Why would he say that? But I just said 29 and a half when stop saying. (laughs) Yeah, like, actually, that is weird because only like three year olds. That's exactly right. I am three and a half. (laughs) I I got a good one. Yes. Cultural appropriation. Is uh, my culture. <laughs> <laughs> I have weird ones too. Let's all read like the most recent mm. weird note. I guess everybody has a notes file. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me quick do mine. I have about 15. Mine is a, an Instagram handle for a girl that I like in the jokes section. I don't know. Okay, why. yeah. Um, okay, I have one. Oh, my God. This fucking stinks. <laughs> this, this is a joke, but it just stinks. I know what it is, but I'm, it stinks. Uh, black lives matter. Ugh. All lives matter. All black lives matter. <laughs> Eminem, Marshall matters. <laughs> How, oh that God. is gonna be a tough one to get I out am, of, dude. I am stupid. Here's <laughs> a recent one. Diary in the style of H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> diary? Is we all keep diaries, but I keep my diary in the style of H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. <laughs> like, I don't know why that was going to be funny. But. I have some sentences. I don't even understand this. Christian's going. Go ahead. Getting Sorry, married is nothing but a protection against uncertainty. <laughs> True. Okay, that's just... So cutting. Now, that's my TED talk. Um, cutting cutting and real. That's it. Cutting and real? Yeah, I was like, whoa. Holy ah. shit, I'm Dude, look at this look everything. There's no blood flow, give me your butthole. <laughs> There's no blood fo- flow, give me your There's butthole. No yeah, but that makes sense. Give me your butthole. Mm. Uh, okay, here's one. <clears throat> the urinals in COVID. I wish, actually, this one I should do. Because we're only at 50% urinal capacity. Because, like, every second urinal is taped off. Ah. And urinal, anyway. Urinal, urinal, whatever. And it the clearly, clearly, the person that made up this rule has no concept of urinals because, like, it's not like you're in a urinal and next you're next to the guy and you just hug. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, that is not rubbing elbows. <laughs> <laughs> that, that only happened to me once, and uh, I couldn't sit no, for a while. Okay, no COVID. I have one ready. Yeah, I bought a hula hoop and asked them to deliver it to me. <laughs> How do you deliver a hula hoop? <laughs> that's all. That's, that's it. Funny, dude. That's the joke. That's the most impractical fucking. <laughs> yeah, just have to get, I was thinking about doing an act out, like you just. <laughs> the postman comes just fucking yeah. hula hooping to your door. <laughs> yeah. here's, here's your hula. Here's your hula. You fucking Thank you, idiot. Hoop. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I some. Uh, Wait, okay. We are running out of time. Yeah, we, we got we 10 minutes are. left. Yeah. I just want to ask this question. Go um, ahead, man. That's one of my last ones, uh, but it's a two two part. Sure. Um, recently, Bill Gay, you've experienced a bit of viral fame in, <laughs> in terms of TikTok. Um, you were involved in like a TikTok video that you made where you're smashing a seat on the SPB, which is our train system. Yeah. 
And when you're smashing the seat, you're kind of hitting it hard and like all the dirt from the seat kind of rises yeah, out of it. And there's just this like dirty fucking cloud of like, I, I imagine it's just like human skin Old and skin. dirt and disgusting Ugh. stuff just like floating. Yeah, fuck. And your tagline was like, yeah, way. how clean is Switzerland? Or what was Yeah, something happening? like that. Something like, yeah, how clean is, and it, like it recently went viral. Uh, it hit all the newspapers and stuff. And from that point on, your your TikTok page, which is nothing to be proud of, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I'm kind of uh, I'm bummed you brought it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, like it hit 1.3 million views. Um, what is what views. is your TikTok name? Ahmed Bilgay Comedy. It's everything I have is at Ahmed Bilgay Comedy. Yeah. Okay, so if you get through that, you'll find me everywhere. Yeah. So like you've experienced this kind of viral success. Was it? I guess I don't want to go too deep to it, but was it? How did you feel about it? Was it real? Was it superficial? Is it anything that validates you? Would you? I don't know. Like, it's it's a tough one. I'll t no, no. Okay. I didn't feel that way about it. Mm. I almost felt slightly embarrassed, mm. almost because it's not like, especially the there was a, this other video that got like a quarter million or something or something and like you, that. And you got the car many? crash. Yes, the car crash one. It's like I'm not even a fucking. I'm a reporter now. Yeah. I'm not a comedian. It's, it's like funny. this is not. So this is not. It's just because TikTok is stupid and report news reporters are stupid. Is the only reason that I. The the train thing is like it was ridiculous. It's it was interesting in the sense of like I was like, how stupid is this that I was fucking <laughs> like, it was like one thirty at night and I had you know I had an incredibly too heavy meal and I'm just in pain on the couch <laughs> and I post something. And then there's something in the newspaper about it. Yeah. Like it was funny in that regard. Otherwise, I don't feel validated at fucking all. Mm. Uh, I and it's it's a stupid thing. TikTok is stupid. Yeah, that's my final. Uh, quick story, guys. The the one experience I had with you in terms of that level of fame, we were reported on. Do you remember this? The twenty minute. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Like this was my like. I mean, you were in on it. I know. I this is your the funny description part. was beautiful. <sighs> Exactly. We're doing, Bill is running this thing called the Acid Comedy, which was on Longstrasse. Yeah. And we're doing an open mic. And a journalist is coming to like interview Bill Gay and writing a piece on it, right? And so the guy comes and he's like a Swiss guy. The, the, the newspaper's in Swiss German, so it's very local news. And he, the, you guys are interviewing each other. And I was like, okay, yeah, Bill Gay is getting interviewed. I'm, just, I'm here to do the open mic. I'm just going to sit next to you, chill out, right? And you guys are going back and forth, and he's asking you questions, and I'm kind of listening, whatever. But I sit there, and he's like, oh, hey, how are you? I was like, oh, I'm good, man. Cool, no problem. I'm just here to do the open mic, whatever. Right? And I, we do the set, and I thought we did pretty well that night. No, it was, it was night. okay. It, it was a good night. Yeah. And he was in the audience the whole time. And, it, like, I distinctly remember him not laughing. Like, I remember... Yeah, like, yeah how he's, did, a, did he's he, a journalist. Like, it wasn't yeah, he's the, a journalist. Yeah, he's he's not, he's a, he hasn't got night. a funny bone in his body, clearly. <laughs> he's very angry. This is the vibe I picked up. I think it's just <sighs> 20 minutes. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. concerned about the dying industry. He's getting paid minimum <laughs> wage. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a good writer. There's either. a newspaper fuck on the good. bar. He's like, fuck. Fuck. Not many of <laughs> those left. We're running out of print. It's got to be digital. Anyway, the next day, he writes his article about your stand-up shows and everything. And I'm quoted... Yeah, and the, like I had to translate this, which fucking <laughs> like I was like, this is what you know the 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 dumb superficial version of celebrities reading bullshit about themselves. But this is how he quotes me because I had a great time and yeah. I was very friendly to the guy, and I thought like I had a good set and he was there. He didn't laugh, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I get quoted like this. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, the article goes, Amir Bilge, great shows. There's a friend of his, Dean Ira. Neurotic, pale, <laughs> grumpy. I read this. A neurotic, pale man. Yeah, he comes this. across well on stage, but... This neurotic, pale man, and it was a quote like... It was something like he called you. This a is cheaper than hair. Yeah, you, you're just working or. through your own things. Like I yeah, have this. He's memory. dealing with his own issues on stage. It, yeah. it, like, it made you out like you were just friendly, outgoing, and like normal. It made you out to be this really depressed, dude, weird, just like, like mentally fucked up dude. Fucked but also, up, pale. Why pale? Like I, I know I, I mean, am. I love, seriously. Why bring it up? You know, why, I why totally you? get it. That's totally. a racial thing. Like that's a weird thing to add. This South African man who needs to go on vacation to get a little tan. <laughs> like, why bring that up at all? Pays pale. This, this man who's never seen no, the look, inside of a solarium. He's uh, really pale neurotic. That pale was neurotic man. Yeah. Grumpy. Yeah. Grumpy is the word. And I'll tell you this. They wrote a weird thing about me. There was what, like, Ahmed Boogie does his shows here, does his comedy. And there was a weird sentence at the end of like, he talks about this, like being uh, Turkish growing up here. Blah, blah. And then he, he also talks about the... It was something weird, like infrequent and weird sex he has. I was like, <laughs> how the fuck did you get that? <laughs> of all the things. How dare you? It was, he said, Zaltzam. Zaltzam. I weird. It's weird. He said weird sex. Can I just be, weird sex, can yes. I just can be I slightly real? Yeah. Here? I hope I'm not making it awkward. Go ahead. So I know, because I've seen you host many nights, like every now and again, you're not on your zone and then yes. and then you're struggling all night yes and this was one of those nights tonight no that night where the reporter came I, oh yes it was it was you were it, you were just slightly it's anxious true. all night this is what pissed me off harry because this is how media shapes stuff right yeah bill Gates, you might not have had the best night but of all the jokes you were doing this night, i remember this distinctly thinking you could have done this instead he quoted the fucking awkward sexual whatever. Yeah. But that night you were doing the, the joke about you being Turkish and the best kebab in town. Did I do that back in then? In the oh, alleyway. Can I quote this? I'm yeah. Like, I'm not do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? No, joke? no. Go ahead. Oh. I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> the, one of the jokes that, like, this is why I was so mad because like, after my grumpy neurotic bullshit, he quoted that bullshit about you. One of the, my favorite jokes ever was, like, you are Turkish living in Switzerland and these guys kind of corner you in the alleyway. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you know you're you're feeling threatened, so you were like, you know, you, you thought they were gonna steal something from you, so you just took your backpack off and laid it on the ground. Yeah. And then they ran away because yeah, they thought it was a bomb away. or something. Yeah, exactly. And then the guy was came up to you. He was like, "Are you okay? Like, what happened right there?" But also, where can I f find the best kebab? The best kebab. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my god. And I was like, this is like a racial, like your experiences are, <laughs> you know, a different race, and like this could be a, a whole new topic. Progressive. It's but instead, uh, it's like Bilga has weird sex. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, so you know, much he could have done. You know what, so much more. You know what shit me the most about uh, that particular article? It kind of it looked at what stand-up comedy is becoming uh, in Zurich, but not accepting it as part of the art forms that are available yeah, yeah. in Zurich. Absolutely. Yeah. And that uh, that really shit thing. me. It's a language thing. It doesn't even matter because it, it, it's not kind of accept, accepting stand-up comedy as an art form um, uh, from, from that particular journal but because he's probably also, he doesn't actually know what he's looking but at. But there's also definitely a divide between Swiss comedy and the English style mm. of comedy mm. we do. And that's and that's something like... The lines I, are blurring more and more. More and more. We're yeah. mixing in. You're right. This is something that's like I thought about a bit because 
some of the comics that come here, they're Swiss. They do the Swiss, you know, sets with Michelle. She yeah. kind of organ- and the Longstreet Bar with Kiko Comedy. Yeah. And shout out to Matteo for winning the Mateo Young Comedy Award on SRF. Won the SRF Talent Award. And yes, my friend. Yeah, because like we have our English section, they have the Swiss German section, and they've gone on TV. They've had success. You know, they've experienced all these things which we could never do because we're in English. Yes, that's also an. But yeah, that is an I don't interesting want to take it away because Mateo, it's shout true. out to you. For oh yeah, Mateo is great. Yeah, he won, the, he won the award, and we yeah. all love Fair him. He should have. He should have. Who else was gonna win? No one I mean, else, I dude. like the other people. He's the I only like, one. I don't know. Fuck them. No, can, can, I like Momo. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, yeah. Can I? Can Morris I? Z- is great as well. Can I zag this with a, a different story of my own personal viral success? We have to leave soon. My yeah. last trip. Yeah, we're running out of time. But. All right, this has to be good now. So a lot of pressure. Used to be involved in a lot of app development. Did you? Do you guys ever know of an app called Yo? Yo, no. no. It was a messaging app where all you could send someone was. Oh, I've seen this. And so you hit their name, and it goes Yo at the far end. And we were like, Oh fuck, we need to do this. So we made an app called Hoy. And this thing, yeah, and it, and it, we got about we got about ten thousand downloads in Tiger's Anzeiger. We were on Spiegel Online. Beautiful. The pinnacle, and this is where I realized, like, I was done with Switzerland from this moment. We got in Schweizer Illustrator with a photo shoot, and <laughs> they took us up to the Lindenhof. They made us fucking stand on the wall with a fifty foot drop below us mm-hmm. and do fucking monkey bullshit so that they could take some pictures. But that was where I realized I'm done with uh, Switzerland. Journalism is so fucking dead. Journalism yeah, it, is yeah. so bullshit as well. Like the the side of it I've seen, and the guy who did the article, I still like him. He did a good article. It was still nice. The name was out there, but. In general, all reporters I'm talking about and all news people, when you actually meet them in real life, you're like, wow, this is the level of commitment you have. Like, I thought if you're a news person, you're like, I want to get to the truth tonight on News 7. What really happened at the fire station? But it's, it's, it's fucking bullshit. They don't fact check. They write. They write lies not out of like being facetious. Out of being incompetent, yeah, yeah, yeah. being lazy wait, and incompetent. Wait, wait, wait. You know what this is? This would be, the, but it's the same thing. Imagine you're a comedian, and only the only thing that's ever happened to all comedians is bombing, and you've just lost, and you have to do it. It pays the money, and then pretty soon you're just pulling out knock knock jokes. <laughs> just through the night. That is that is being a journalist yeah. today. I think. Yeah. I think so we have to wrap it. Yeah, tonight on SRF Five, Ahmed Belget talking on stage about his awkward sexual experience, <laughs> <laughs> followed by the grumpy, neurotic, pale white man. <laughs> These are the real truths about Zurich. Nothing else matters in this town because we have zero problems. <laughs> Fuck that journalist, hey. dude. I'm gonna wrap this thank up, guys. Hey, uh, thank you so much. This was for doing this. like we. How how long is it gone? One, one and a half. Thirty. One and a half. That, that was, was nothing. Bad. Bill Gay. That, that was beautiful. Um, yeah. Add, thank you. Add Ahmed thank Bill you. Gay comedy. Add Ahmed Bill Gay comedy. Yeah. You'll find me. the shows. We'll, You'll we'll, find we'll me. all be there. You can talk You'll to us. Thanks it. for joining us, man. Yeah. Really thank you for inviting awesome. me. Please yeah. uh, let me come on again. I loved it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Harry, you okay? Yeah, good night. I'm good. I'm good. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, my alarm is ringing. This is how we end the podcast. Stop. Harry. <laughs>